It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. You're listening to BGN Radio. Wentz, more pressure. Here comes Matthews. There goes Wentz. Ten field they go. Caught on the fly and with a good looking run here. And in, Matt Collins gets the touchdown. A rookie from North Carolina. A catch and run of 38 yards. The slippery Wentz gets away and a 38 yard touchdown pass. It is episode number 250. For those counting at home, that's a quarter of a thousand episodes. It's 250 right here on BleedingGreenNation.com, also BGNRadio.com. It is the live post-game show of actual physical football as the Green Bay Packers with the garbage touchdown and blitzing all night long end up winning this one, but who cares about that? We want to get into all of uh, your reactions, our reactions, and just how the entire night went on. And yes, with the moniker of, of course, of course it's preseason. Of course we are taking all of that into account when we're being positive, when we're being negative. We understand all of that. However, Mac Hollins crushed that motherfucker in the face, <laughs> and that was awesome. And Carson Wentz was wiggling and diving and getting out of the way. And uh, it made that uh, awesome freaking maneuver out of uh, the pocket and uh, was able to get into that touchdown. Brandon Lee Gowton, James Seltzer here with us. Uh, Brandon, what has happened tonight, sir? How are you? Uh, man, Carson Wentz. I think I have to start there. Yeah, Carson let's start there. is looking not too bad. Um, a lot better than, I would say, the number 12 quarterback out of last year's class. <laughs> that's, that's one thing I would say. Yeah, yeah, way. probably not the 12th um, best quarterback out of that class. Yes, I would agree with seriously, that. seriously, getting serious with it, the, the kind of mobility that Carson showed in the pocket, and not just that, the elusiveness, but the strength, that's something we saw, at least that really stood out to me in the Washington, the second Washington game last year, and the end of the season last year. To see that carry over, that's really encouraging. Now, obviously something you can't really see in camp as much since there's no live pressure. You're not having Clay Matthews, who's a very good pass rusher, by the way, yep. just come up straight in his face and leap on him, and, and Carson Wentz just shrugs him off like he's nothing, then fires a pass while keeping his eyes down the field to Mac Collins. And then Mac attack looking just awesome and really just awful tackling by Green Bay. It just kind of seemed like it was almost <laughs> like a practice pace. Like they weren't even – like were they even trying too hard? Like, yeah, like, exactly. Ah, whatever. And then he just stiff arms a dude to the ground and runs in. 
pretty awesome. Yeah, it was uh, it was fantastic. I think. Um, I mean, we'll get into the O line a little bit here, James. Uh, you know, further on down the road because I've seen I have some major concerns there. But uh, overall, it's 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 going to be very hard. And I think this was pointed out to me as the game was going on here. It's going to be hard because we had that idea for once again, and we're just going to be like, we have to just wait until like week six or week eight, and then you're starting to see some of the stuff that's rolling out. In fact, our good friend Arif. Uh, who covers the Minnesota Vikings down there, just just happened to mention tonight that Sam Bradford is the better quarterback out of Wentz and did all sorts oh, of man. other weird crap. So it's going to be very hard if Carson Wentz plays at that level for three or four or five weeks and not to just go back and dive into all the, all the bad takes from this past year about Carson Wentz if he continues to look like that. Yeah, John, especially you. You're you're fucking locked and loaded. You are ready to go. I'm reserved and uh, I'm ready. Yeah. I know. Well, like with the retweet uh with the Sixers retweet Armageddon, uh Brandon so honorably served on the Congress. Indeed, of, indeed. We'll know when we'll know when it's one, time. <laughs> you were definitely one to keep saying, Go now, go yeah, now, no yeah. matter what was happening. So I, I think that that works. Um but um yeah, look, I think some of these takes out there are just fucking dog shit like <laughs> what like what are you doing like stop just stop being a, like a jerk or an asshole and just watch the like w- watch with your eyes and see what you see and just like throw all the the you know draft twitter shit and all the other stuff out and just like look at what the guy is like and 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 we don't know what his ceiling is we don't know if he's gonna be uh you know a franchise guy or whatever but you know what we're seeing this year from year one to year two, and and all the work that he did this you know off season that, that Tim McManus had a really good piece about all the stuff mm-hmm. and um, this week. So, you know what we're seeing, you know we're seeing a real like it looks like there's a chance for a change from year one to year two, and he looked awesome. He yeah. looked like Brandon said he looked like not just mobile in the pocket, but able to like get out of tackles with strength and. Uh, to still keep his head downfield and his eyes downfield and and make plays, um, it, it was awesome. And, and real quick, can I just say, fuck the Packers! Like, <laughs> really? Come on, you assholes! Like, you had to score the touchdown yeah. with nine seconds left to extend the game by like 10, 10 minutes, and, and like, and just to be dicks, like, and like you said, blitzing like every single like. Yeah, why are you blitzing I, all the time in a preseason like, get, game? Get the fuck Come on now. All right, Green Bay. All right. They so went under revenge for the Sam Bradford game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they, no more ten for ten, uh, one ninety two in a tutty uh, yeah, or no, three. No, I the should revenge say. for that—that's already got revenge. We're yeah. the assholes who got revenged by fucking believing in that. Yeah, exactly. Including this guy right here. But uh, I want to stick with Mac Hollins here, real quick, BLG, because not only—I mean, sure. I mean, that was a very impressive play. That's gonna—you're gonna see that for the rest of the week until you, you know, uh, we head back down to training camp and uh, get some more comments from those guys and moving on but I mean he stayed in the game uh, uh, along with Matt McGloin for way too long uh, in there for Matt McGloin 42 pa- I mean he let Matt McGloin pass 42 times and Dane Evans like 12 like come on man what's going on there coach but uh, Matt Collins looked solid pretty much all night uh, it was was doing a lot of non-rookie type things looked like a veteran out there I'm 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 getting to the point where it's just like I don't uh, I got I pretty pretty much gonna eat my words uh, on draft day as we're going on there and you know I mean even Ray Dinger looked at we all looked at each other and we're just like Mac Collins I guess okay I don't really understand it but uh, I mean he was really crisp tonight the route running was pretty much everything that we've seen in practice and guess what the gloves helped a little bit so I like his training regiment with the gloves off as he's practicing and the gloves definitely help when the game's on there BLG. That's a good point. I totally forgot about the gloves thing. Um, yeah, Mac looks good, man. He looked really smooth out there, breaking a ton of tackles. Even after, obviously, he had the stiff arm and uh, and everything that happened on the touchdown play. But he also had some catches later in the game, and and one where the defender was just you know, perfectly lined up to tackle him, and he just kind of like shrugged him off, and he and he laughed after the play. It was almost like, dude, you can't tackle me. Come on, I'm Mac Collins. I'm, I'm freaking Mac Collins. You can't tackle me. So. Uh, Really like what I saw to Mac. Um, Bryce Treggs also looked really good. Deserves a shout out here. Looks like he kind of pulled up on his hammy, but he went hey, he like seven too. for for ninety one. That's pretty good. Um, receiving core as a whole, uh, not as impressive as maybe we we've seen them be in training camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Johnson didn't play, which is unfortunate. Still dealing with the hamstring. Uh, Greg Ward had a couple of catches, but didn't do too much. Shelton Gibson just cannot catch, man. Like yeah. it's it's just really, it's really bad. unfortunate. Like, he just 
he can't catch. Like it's not, it's nothing more than that. He just can't catch. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Matthews. How about that? Yeah, well, we, very, very important point here with Jordan Matthews and the, <laughs> yes. the week that has led up in the Aguilar. And I, I, yeah, let's let's get into that real quick, James. Let's I, get into because, it because uh, as as and and just like clockwork, everything that is everybody that kept saying, and even on the last episode, I think we were even talking about this. Like, look, what else are you supposed to do? What else are you supposed to say when Nelson Aguilar looks really good in practice? You can't tweet that. Uh, well, he's still garbage and whatever. And Jordan Matthews, it, you know, and, and blah 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 blah. First two plays are just basically a right to Jordan Matthews, the security blanket that's there. Um, and, and again, this is with without Alshon. And come to think of it, I did, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, I didn't really see Torrey Smith out there. Maybe he was out yeah, there and it just it wasn't. He was out there for a limited Yeah, yeah really limited time. He was time. not certain. Like, they, like, the first play of the game was a designed play to J-Matt. Like, right. They were, they were certainly, it didn't seem, it seemed like Torrey Smith was out there like in a, Hey, I'm here, kind of way, but not really. <laughs> oh yeah, know, involved well, in what was happening. Very important point on that one too. Uh, I, I guess Madden needs to add the Ask Spadero button because Dave Spadero told everybody what the play was going to be uh, I know. long before it was awesome. even ran. So I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, it it pretty much diminished. Hell of a night for Spuds tonight. Yeah, it was absolutely the sideline interviews, the Mike and Ike's, oh, the, and, then the, the, and then the commercials that were voiced yeah. by. I mean, he was. All over my television set tonight. That's right. So uh, it, it's it's kind of amazing that um, all of the things that we see at OTAs and training camp completely get erased by Eagles Twitter and Eagles Facebook and everything. It's like, yeah. ah, you guys don't know shit. And look at this. And the Aguilar drops a pass. Jordan Matthews looks looks great. James. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, here's the thing. Um, I, I'm not, we said you can't overreact. And I, yeah. I said, and obviously I've been less on the Agler bandwagon than you have, John, but, um, I, you know, I, I, I obviously need to see him do it in a real NFL game that counts, uh, before I'm going to believe anything. But <laughs> I think what we saw tonight from, from Matthews was a, he looks pretty healthy. Um, yep. and you know, he, he, is clearly a bigger part or was a bigger part of the game plan coming into tonight than Aguilar was, um, which I think does say something that, you know, if they're not going to trade him, if he is going to be a part of this team, I think he's the starting slot guy over Aguilar. I, I do at mm -hmm. this point, at least. Um, and, and at least um, the other thing with Aguilar looking, I don't even, you know, the throw that that's fine. Uh, it was the end around. We saw him do this last year. BLG, I know you and I have talked about this, that he just didn't go to the hole hard. Like he gets an end around on second and inches and he <laughs> runs it out to the out, kicks it to the outside. He does it every time instead of just, you know, plunging through there, which also, you know, if you want to, and I'm not going to criticize Doug's play call. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. It's a freaking <laughs> preseason game, like whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, the correct move there is to run blunt, but it's a preseason game. You might be working on things, whatever. I don't care. Right. But um, Aguilar, for me, that was my issue with Aguilar was he didn't take it to the freaking hole hard. Like he just kind of bounced it out like he did last year in those situations. And um, I just, you know, I need to see some more, you know, for lack of a better word, a little more toughness from him yeah. out on the field and the ability to kind of hang on a physical level. Yeah. Uh, what would what'd you think about uh, Jordan Matthews tonight there, BLG? Well, one more thing on the Aguilar that ended around. I think I'd have to go back and watch it. Obviously, I didn't get to see the replay just yet, but uh, I, I felt like Zach Ertz could have done a better job of blocking on the Absolutely. outside. Absolutely, to get to the safety. Yeah, everyone yeah. could have done a better job blocking all night. <laughs> he just did. Yeah, that's very much true. <laughs> yeah, um, that kind of covers it. But as far as J Mac goes, you know, look, he was he he was what he is, and yeah. he was solid. He was he made a bunch of dependable or you know he showed he was reliable on some of those short throws, which clearly means the Eagles are just trying to boost his trade value. Yeah, so yeah, that's exactly. It did cross my mind of just like, oh yeah, it's uh, yeah, it looks great, just like Michael Kendrick's interception. Green Bay, I hope you were paying attention. Uh, you can have a great backup of three four. It's you know real cheap, real uh, real real dependable. Uh, yeah, and, and so I, I'm sure that'll be washed away at least for a week. And uh, and as there uh, there are more things that kind of you know maybe when the starters get a little more time, maybe uh, you know when Alshon Jeffrey finally 
gets out there, they'll have some different looks, and you can actually kind of maybe see what we've been we've been seeing at training camp. But you know, limited time, you're not going to be able to uh, kind of test that out. Uh, I can't believe we've made it this far and not mentioned the fact that yes, you, you fellow BGN radio listeners, uh, and all of us uh, uh, who are a part of this program have been telling you for how many what a, a month now. Why aren't you getting excited about Derek Barnett? This is so strange. This is so weird. We said it on the pregame show at WIP for the Eagles. And boy, oh boy, hello. And did he say uh, hello to everybody, really? And just kind of been like, okay, yep, that's Derek Barnett. And uh, a lot of uh, Tennessee Vols fans were also joining in on, on the celebration tonight. Yes, I mean, it's against second stringers. Yes, but, uh, you know, uh, Spriggs is, is – I'm not saying he's – uh, you know, one of the best left tackles in the world or anything, but he started an awful lot last year, so he's had experience through that. It would be a lot worse if he was getting stoned by those guys. So I think uh, this was a great debut for Derek Barnett here, BLG. Absolutely. He's looked like the real deal all along in the offseason. I feel like his stock has maybe taken a hit a little bit recently in training camp just because it seemed like he's been trying to work on things that aren't his strengths. Which is good, you know. A rookie should be doing that, yep. especially in practice. Work on the things you're not good at. That's what practice is for. And the game, though, he really showed up and he did what he did well. He was going up against backups, obviously, so that helps him. But still, I mean, come on, he's he's a rookie, and he only recently turned 21. He was beating guys. He, he showed that he, you know, great usage of his hands, great usage of his ability to bend and get around the edge and generate pressure. He had two sacks. He laid out Joe Callahan on one play after the quarterback just got rid of the ball. Uh, Derek Barnett looks good, man. I, I feel really good about that uh, kind of under-the-radar maybe uh, defensive rookie of the year prediction for him. Hey. I do feel like he'll be in that conversation, even if he's not the favorite or, or, any, or even if he doesn't win. I think he'll at least be in that conversation for it, and he's off to a good start. I feel like the Eagles got to get him some reps here against the starters in preseason. That's where we're at right now. Yeah, I need to see him go against some of the starters. Yeah, that's in the next step now. So, you know, uh, I mean, he certainly didn't need to test out Brandon Graham after the first couple of snaps uh, tonight. I mean, he, he's he's still there. He is what he is. Chris Long had a couple of really nice plays. But, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with BLG there, James. I, I want to see the next step now for Derek Barnett. Obviously, we can, uh, we can tweet to death about, you know, him going up against uh, Jason Peters in practice and being able to hold his own and uh, again it's just it was a it was a phenomenal night for him and I, I I'm really really excited to see what he does in the uh, in the second week here yeah I think after Carson Wentz I think you could say and I guess of course I, I don't even need to mention Matt Collins I feel like that's just assumed uh, other than Wentz and Allens I think you could say that Barnett had the you know best night of, of anybody at least in terms of, of what we're looking for in these types of things um, Barnett was a terror like and, and yeah. look jason spriggs like while not a starter was a second round pick last year and played in the nfl at least through one training camp and one preseason and you know has gotten some snaps so um you know and, and Derek barnett made him look like silly yeah. um really just like brandon said the, the moves the the technique that he's using and and i know mayock was pointing it out a fair amount is mayock was like Full Mayock tonight with the get off and <laughs> yeah. the, the he's a phone booth player and all yeah. that stuff. Like he was something else tonight. So shout out to Mayock. He's uh, he's terrific. Um, Plus he said bend like seventy times. Seventy times he loves. <laughs> Look at the bend on that he guy. Can't get over it. Um, so yeah, I think like you know, I, I think you really saw everything you could have wanted to see out of your first round draft pick, regardless of what position he plays. But yeah. you know, this specific guy in this game here. Um, I, I agree. I think I think you have to kind of see how he can do against uh, a starting caliber player who's not on his team. And we'll get to some uh, you know some really other uh, positive highlights that I think we saw tonight, and uh, you know some from Jalen Mills, who I got to eat some crow there almost immediately. Nick Gary, I think had had some pretty impressive stuff. But uh, BLG, another thing that we've been kind of you know going back and forth with all off season is just you know all of a sudden some somehow somehow. Uh, through the course of like January until now, I think there are a lot of Eagles fans that convince themselves that, oh, this offensive line is going to be great. And you're going to have Lane Johnson and Jason Peters, you know, side by side. And Jason Kelsey is suddenly going to have this resurgence. And PFF is naming the Eagles, you know, the number one all, all overall offensive line. 
boy, oh boy, did it look like they got a lot of work to do. And that's that's including the depth that we've even praised and said, and, you know, Dylan Gordon and et cetera, et cetera, and all those guys down the line, and Chance Warmack comes out and has a chance to get a, a start tonight uh, because of Brandon Brooks not being able to go, and man, it was terrible. It was really bad. I, you know, it's the same kind of reminiscent stuff that w- was happening in the la- latter half of the season and a lot of the stuff that we talked about as far as, you know, Wentz jumping in and out and not feeling uh, as comfortable behind the pocket there. I mean, what did you make of the offensive line tonight? It wasn't great, obviously. Uh, there was pressure on Wentz. The running game was just terrible all on all levels. Like, not just the starters, but pretty much every single unit. I mean, the, the leading rusher in this game if I'm looking at this correctly here, was Corey Clement, who mm-hmm. had 13 yards on seven carries. So Not great, Bob. Uh, not not very good. The Eagles as a whole rushed for 47 yards on 19 carries. So yeah. That's a 2.5 average. Just not very good at all. Brandon Brooks being out obviously doesn't help the offensive line. Chance Mormack was in there. Um, I'm not going to make too much out of it. It's one preseason game. Right. You know, uh, that's how I kind of feel about it. I mean, it's a little bit concerning. You know, you, you would expect they'd look a little better, but uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not panicking just yet. I know a lot of people were encouraged by what they saw. I'm not pressing the panic button. Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, nobody should be good or bad after after one thing. That's what we're trying to at least try and stay in that lane. I mean, you can get excited, you can get mad about anything, but and and it's it would all probably be uh, pretty fair for the most part. But yeah, I mean, I I I don't know, James. I think for the offensive line and also just. Running backs in general did not look impressive. It wasn't wasn't a great start for Donnell Pumphrey. Uh, you know, he had uh, had maybe maybe probably some jitters that were going through there. I mean, he's never he's never done the punt return before in college, which uh, is weird. And you could kind of see that tonight. Um, I don't think the offensive line helped any of the running backs, but still, uh, that alone. I mean, Garrett Blunt. Uh, I don't know. He looks he looks slow. I'm I'm just gonna be honest. He looks slow to me, uh, and there there wasn't a lot of great uh, attacking in the lanes and stuff. And again, I think most of it's on the offensive line, but I also just wasn't wasn't too impressed with the with the running backs. Yeah, I think the offensive line was was really bad. Um, I, I like Lane played well uh, when he was in there, and, and yeah. otherwise it seemed like pretty much everyone else struggled. Um, but. Uh, I don't. I think Blunt. You know, Blunt wasn't really in there that much. He wasn't great per se, but yeah. I did think we saw and 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 were reminded of. I don't think he gets enough credit for his, um, you know, his kind of elusiveness in tight spaces. His ability. He's a phone booth player. Um, <laughs> there it is. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Say, you know, he really is. Um, kind of like you know, he has some moves and and is really good at like wiggling his way to extra yards and of course you know pounding his way to extra yards. So. I'm not too worried about Blunt, but I think on the whole, for sure, uh, uh, not a, a heartening performance from the running backs. Speaking of running backs, really quick, though, um, and not unexpected, but Pro Football uh, Talk putting out a, a, a little bit ago saying that um, uh, they're hearing the prevailing view in league circles is that Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott will be suspended oh, yeah. under the personal conduct policy. So yeah, that um, and that was something yeah. that uh, Ian Rappaport had kind of you know come out with, and obviously Chris Carter had had mentioned that right. on well, FS1. Carter were there, but it's nice, you know. I, I just uh, I think we can't say that enough. Yeah. You know, until <laughs> yeah. Well, you could tell that Chris Carter got got totally got smited by oh, that. So like, oh God. yeah, I mean, forty eight hours. Oh yeah, just, watch this. We'll delay it another time. So they're gonna yeah, they're gonna release. It tomorrow for sure, and yeah, I and he, Chris Carter knows. Oh yeah, he he talked to, he talks to Troy Aikman. Are you kidding me? They're they're like buddies. That they they know what's going on through that. I honestly think, and, and obviously we don't want to like have that be the entire show here. But my prediction is that Ezekiel Elliott gets suspended for six games, and then it gets reduced to four. That's 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 what I think happened. I think I that think there's that's a good call, John. I agree. With you. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a, a lot of the destroyed evidence thing and all that that we've kind of heard about already. It's not good. It'll probably be more because of that than the actual act, and maybe I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll definitely get into that in, in, towards the tail end there. Um, but yeah, I, and and again. It's not like you should overreact to Donnell Pumphrey and, and being like, oh, I knew this guy was a, a blown pick and whatever. However, in my mind, and, and this is this is something that I think we're going to continuously be coming back back to regardless. It's not just because of this uh, this particular night, but it's something I've thought all offseason. It's just that the running back by committee thing is just – it's weird. And, and LeGarrette Blunt can't be like – 
we've that we've already established that he can't be like okay here's here's twenty five carries here's twenty carries like he can't be that guy so they're going to split it up between you know the, the rest of the guys here it's going to be the hot hand here BLG and I although they didn't show it tonight this just says to me they're still going to throw the ball a lot they're still going to try and spread this thing out all the running backs are going to be a part of the passing game just as much as they're going to be a part of the running game in total West Coast offense fashion and stuff that we've seen here before in years past I don't think that. Uh, the running game is ever going to be fully established like we've been some, like some guys want and some people <laughs> need and uh, at the end of the day it might still be a lot of people asking for for Saquon Barkley to be a part of this team next year at least that's that's my that's my feel of it right now yeah it's not very encouraging uh, just you know not what you wanted to see at all I do think the fact that you know Running back was seen as such a big need this offseason. I guess some people weren't as eager to adjust it as other people, which kind of just makes me like wonder, all right, okay, so you happy with this? Like, is this what yeah. like you really wanted? Like, yeah. you know, oh, don't adjust running back, but then yeah. like there's nothing. Too many back. resources. Like, don't spend too many resources on running back. Right. Like, okay, uh, well, so let's not spend any. Yeah, it's yeah. still terrible. So, but I, you know, the good thing here is if Wentz does take that step forward, the running game won't matter as much. If he's going to look good, they they'll be able to get away with throwing it more. Obviously, with the receivers upgraded as well. That was my big concern with the running game just not having something there for Wentz to rely on if the passing game isn't going. So if he looks good, I'm, I'm less worried about the running game. But the fact that, you know, these are the concerns we've had all along. None of these guys are really full-time guys. I think Pumphrey, it's just one game, but he's just so small. He muffed a couple of those pun- or yeah. Yeah, the punts, and he, he fumbled at least once or twice. He just doesn't look ready at this point. I don't think I've seen him. I don't think he's looked bad in training camp, John, from when we've been there. But, like, no, I can't say I've ever, like, written about him in a way where I was really impressed by what he's done. I just don't know. I don't know if I don't want to, like, write him off after one game. I'm just, you know, there's, I'm not, like, very intrigued by anything there, at least at this point, by what just based on what I've seen in the NFL. So I'm not really encouraged by that. Um, I thought Clement looked okay. Yeah. And you know, actually, the, the the ten to fifteen pounds or whatever he said that he lost since he came in here, I was yeah. actually you could you could definitely tell when the pads are on right here. Absolutely, and and he finished with a one point nine average. So I'm saying <laughs> that, but he, he yeah. also had uh, two catches for thirty one yards, so that was nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the running game is still very much a work in progress. Yeah, and it's going to continue to be. And James, this is something that I. I, I started to think about too. It's just you know, I I think if if Wentz is at thirty five to forty passes a game, I think that's pretty much what people are going to have to expect throughout uh, the rest of the season here. And that doesn't mean that it's all like you know, ten to fifteen yard throws constantly, or even eight to ten, or you know five to ten, or whatever it is. It's probably there's probably going to be a lot of a lot of those are going to be dump offs, and then they're going to take their shots downfield when they can because they have the wide receivers to finally do it. But I don't know. Would you be comfortable with Carson Wentz throwing thirty five to forty times a game yeah look i think it all depends on you know situation if, if they're up big they're gonna run and, and that type of stuff but um also i think the way the team is built uh you know with blunt really being the only you know not good receiver who you're gonna put on the field in that type of position in, in really any situation yeah. i do think that it's gonna lean more towards throwing the ball especially because when really is athletic and you know, you as we've seen with guys like Sproles and, of course, potentially uh, Pumphrey, we'll see. Um, but, you know, even with, uh, you know, Aguilar in a slot, maybe if that works or whatever, you know, you can use those guys with the short passing game as almost like, you know, design run type plays. So, um, you know, I, it's not the, the worst thing in the world. I, I just I'm like BLG. I would really like to see them kind of find a way to get a more stable running uh, running game yeah. and something that where we can and, and I do think that I do think that we're underselling Blunt a little bit. He hasn't been in training camp, you know, the personal stuff. So, you know, he probably should look a little slow. Like, you know, it might take him a little time to kind the of veteran, get it the together. veteran steps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, sure he'll be I'm so, sure he'll but, be fine by week one. He's not a star and it's certainly yeah. more nothing more than than likely a one-year rental situation. So, 
Um, yeah, I think long term the, the the running game is an issue, but I, I think also the the O line was a, a real issue in in many yeah, different more, circumstances. Yeah, way more of an tonight. issue. Way more of an issue for yeah, sure. Yeah, bi- much bigger issue for me too, John. I, yeah. I think you know the, the the running backs weren't very good, but they also didn't really have anywhere to go and, and a lot of time to do it. And and on the whole, just as we said, like such a sloppy game, like across the board. It's just yeah. um, you know, and Doug acknowledged it. I did like that when when again Spuds. All over the place at the, you know, when they were going to halftime. <laughs> Spudsies, uh, yeah. Uh, Spuds was everywhere tonight, the night of Spuds. Uh, as they were going to halftime, Doug said, you know, it was sloppy. We got to clean that up. Like, and he was pretty, like, he was clearly not psyched about it. So, um, uh, you know, as a, as a not the the biggest Doug lover out there, I was I was <laughs> happy to see that. But be what about Doug this? lover gonna be a Doug <laughs> lover? Uh, well, I want we can we can come back to some of that stuff, but I I did want to get to, back to some of the positives. And and James, you had even pointed it out. And uh, unfortunately, I got to eat a little crow because Jalen Mills looked really good tonight. Like yeah, I was genuinely shocked on how good he looked. And uh, you know, I I I I, I he, he did everything right. I mean, he's kind of set the tone uh, early on by. Uh, uh, wrapping up whoever that was that I've, I forgot the what is it Jeff Janis uh, Devontae or Adams oh Devontae Adams that's right yeah uh, all, right away on that on that uh, left hash mark or right hash mark and uh, he was ready to rock and roll there and um, you know that's a, that's a good first step when you know, when we're talking about secondary issues too not only that I mean. Patrick Robinson looked pretty good too. <laughs> it was, it, uh, for for the limited time action that they were in, and had that nice little pass breakup. So, uh, CJ oh, Smith looked less good. Looked he less good. He was up and down. Yeah, I, I agree with that. BLG. Yeah, that's fair. He 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 recovered, but that he had some big big mistakes. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did early, and and you know whatever. I don't know if it's if it's it's explain away type of stuff, but on the broadcast, I think Mayhawk was even saying like, "Look, Jim Schwartz doesn't really care about what he runs during preseason, as nobody should. Sometimes he runs the same twenty defensive sets and the same twenty you know defensive plays. And oh, totally, just, totally. Just to see how it reacts. Schwartz even said that. In the I press feel like yeah, that we. Go ahead, I would be a go, Bill J. Oh, I said Schwartz even said that uh, in his press conference last week that uh, they were just going to run a bunch of stuff to try it out. Yeah, I was just going to say I feel like we should have like a disclaimer that runs like every two minutes that like <laughs> yeah. it's only the preseason. It's only no matter it, good or bad. It's only we the preseason. Say is That's... in that context. <laughs> we're not really taking anything that seriously. Please, please, you know, it's like. But if you but if uh, you are, uh, please tweet at Teron Davenport at t davenport <laughs> underscore NFL to handle all the complaints over there. Uh, yeah, no, we should have the running scroll on Facebook too. It's just like it's it was just the preseason. We're just <laughs> we're just commenting on everything. It's it's all a grain of salt. Comment with that uh and yeah so i i um again it's just kind of like it's so weird blg to to see after just a not kidding a week and a half of just awful practice from patrick robinson just terrible day in and day out with jim schwartz even clarifying uh, about some of patrick robinson's comments about like oh i think i did the i think i did a good like 25 percent of the time during practice today and then coach saying you didn't even come close to that buddy in the press conference and then he looked okay he looked good ish uh in in this game here blg he, the Eagles cornerbacks, you know, Robinson and Mills both, and even Douglas, they they look good in short coverage. That's what right. That's what at, I mean. They're, they're you're, yeah, they're, right. They're they're bigger guys who are physical who can handle themselves in that short area coverage. Like that's the area that I think we know they can handle themselves in. the The big concern with those guys and what we've seen in terms of struggles out of Patrick Robinson in training camp have been defending the deep ball you know these guys have mm-hmm. been getting burned deep down the field so the Packers I guess really didn't test the starters in that way which is kind of unfortunate it would have been nice to see Mills and Robinson and those guys get tested in that way I'm sure we'll see that in further preseason games though so that's the big thing to me like for as much as you know the corners didn't look bad I also didn't think they really got tested in a big way I, I think they're fine again I'm not really worried about them too much when it comes right. to those short throws. I know Mills can tackle. I think Robinson, you know, some of Robinson's best football has come in playing the slot. So that's obviously a position where you're, you're, you know, you're defending passes that are not as far deep down the field. So I'm more curious to see about how those guys will perform when they're, they're really tested on the deep ball. 
which um, probably probably not great. <laughs> you know, that's a that, that's where I'm still kind of uh, leaning towards. But at least for uh, you know the, the few series that they were in, um, they 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 did what they were supposed to do, and they made me look a little silly because I, I I let Jalen Mills have it. It'll probably a little too hard on the radio tonight. But uh, uh, another guy that's at least surprising to me, James, even though he kind of had you know again some blimps here and there. Nate Gary, very self aware as a safety linebacker combo thing that's happening there. I mean, he was all over the field. I thought the the tackling alone, because, uh, again, we're not able to really see what was going on at practice because they ha- hardly had pads on and thuds. And when he's when he's going, and trust me, I, looked, I saw a lot of Nebraska games with him in it and wasn't the greatest safety in the world, hence probably the change in position anyway. Uh, but Nate Gary looks like he's got a real big nose for the ball, and that could be an asset because I know he's got some coverage skills. I know that you can kind of put him maybe in a weak side spot uh, eventually, hint, hint, uh, through there. Um, but this is this is the reason why I was uh, – Jim Schwartz had been really impressed with practices, and I couldn't re- – I was just like, really? I was like, I didn't, I didn't really see anything that's happening. But now I know why. I thought he had a really good, really good start uh, tonight here, James. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, uh, uh, playing against, you know, second and third teamers. But um, he's one of those guys like, you know, and not Jordan Hicks, but like Jordan Hicks-ish in the sense that um, he really just seems to have a really bright mind for the game and have a real instinctual way about him in the way he plays. Like you said, he seems to always be near the ball or around the ball, always be stepping in the right direction. Um, Yeah, so I, I mean, especially considering... Um, you know, the move to linebacker from safety, you, you really don't think that he's going to be able to come in and look at even adequate at line, you know, at the NFL level uh, to make that switch like that and look that that, you know, um, comfortable mm-hmm. that quickly, I think is is a real uh, a testament. But I, again, you know, against not the best of competition. So we'll see. But but sure. I think for for I think a very heartening uh, showing from Jer- Gary tonight i yeah. want to say jerry every time yeah so badly it's yeah yeah it's it's kind of hard me, to get John. away from that yeah well, uh blg what was uh what was your thoughts on on, on nate gary maybe actually anybody from the linebacking core tonight he did miss that tackle on fourth down so cut him you'll have to cut him now <laughs> no um overall pretty good i think uh that was a bad missed tackle but yeah. hey you know it's preseason he's a rookie it's gonna happen uh, I didn't notice, I guess, a whole lot out of the linebackers outside of him. Obviously, Kendricks had the interception, which, you know, it's kind of just – I'm not, like, a big Kendricks fan, but it's, uh-huh. it's kind of just sad to see him out with, like, all the backups. And the I know. I thought <laughs> like, the it, same thing. It, 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 he just clearly doesn't – I know he's not a great player by any means, at right. least in this scheme. He's not. But it's it's just kind of sad to see him out with all the backups out there. It just doesn't like it doesn't look right. Doesn't, it doesn't look right. Fit. Doesn't it's feel like, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, because even if he didn't turn out to be that good, we like we had high hopes for him after that first season. Like I was excited about him, and and it's hard to kind of see like how far he's fallen. Yeah, it's kind of like um, you know, in JV usually at least in basketball when I played, it was JV's all mostly sophomores, maybe a junior or two. In a very, very rare circumstance, would there be like a senior on JV? And it's almost like it's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I think that makes a lot of sense. That, that makes a ton of sense. By the way, uh, James, real quick, our good friend uh, Brandon Barnett in the Facebook Live chat room is saying, every time I'm about to fall asleep, James' voice always wakes me up. And he does for me, too. He does it for all of us. His own voice wakes himself up because yeah, I was just about to literally say that, a cup of coffee. I am, like, I, am, I am on my last limbs here. <laughs> Uh, and and then uh, you know I just kind of pop myself out of it. It's almost like I think Charlie Day's somewhere here. And he is. He could be. Is is I'm sure. I'm sure he's hanging out in there uh, somewhere. Yeah. I um I I would say that. Um, I mean, as far as like. Sure, some of the some of the back of the roster guys. Uh, again, Don Cherry, I think showed showed a little a little bit of something uh, as far as being uh, versatile and things like that. Um, Terrence Brooks, a little bit. I thought he played well. Terrence yeah. Brooks, man. I mean, like, there's got to be. Uh, I, I keep scratching my head about you know why they brought uh, Simon in there and and Corey Graham. Corey Graham. Corey Jeez, Graham, I'm saying yeah. Corey Simon. Good lord, what's wrong? I had with the me? same thought. I was Happens like, why all the they... time. And Jalen Watkins still sucks at football. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Horrendous. He's horrendous at football. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, uh, it's like, what are either of those guys doing here? Yeah. So there's no way. There's no way that you can actually go through. Um, yeah. Some some of that where it's just like, man, uh, you kind of understand why. Uh, you know, why why they brought uh, brought those guys in there. And but yeah, I mean, like Terrence Brooks has been making those plays. It's since training camp started, BLG, and like that's that's something that I, I as as much as we don the box safety and things like that, like he can do he can do a lot of those different things. I I'm I'm now there's like a safety battle happening, and it, sure it's like for the third and fourth safety, so who really gives a shit? But at the same time, like um, I I would have a hard time letting uh, Terrence Brooks go. And, and and it's probably going to happen because of you know of the of the stuff that they did with Corey Graham and the guaranteed money that's going to bring him in here. But Terrence Brooks is uh, keeps looking uh, great day in and day out here. I think they need to keep Brooks, man. Like he's yeah. he's just looked. I, I feel like Terrence Brooks has pretty much done everything he's possibly could to make this roster. Mm-hmm. He he makes at least one good play in practice every day. He's only twenty five too. I think you have to consider that. I know Jenkins and. The cloud aren't exactly like super old, but um, I think Jenkins is uh, he's getting a little bit up there as I'm trying to stall where I look up his age. He's 29. <laughs> um, it's a good start. Is yeah, 27. So those guys aren't super old, but like you know, it would be nice to keep Brooks around, who's a 25 year old, and have him around as a a guy who can at least be a nice backup player too. And I think he can be just that. He's looked good in coverage. He's made plays in practice in that sense, breaking up passes making some interceptions, and that's something that, again, maybe you wouldn't expect as much when you see him play. He's more of a physical guy. He kind of looks more of like an in-box player, but he's he's also making big hits. Not as big of a hit, though, as Trey Sullivan made. Yeah, holy on, shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, BGN I, Radio whew. guest, right, who we had on uh, earlier this spring, and, and Malachi Dupree. Yes. Um, very unfortunate situation there. Totally legal hit, you know, not a dirty hit by any means. Just no. a, you know, it's a huge hit. Uh, it, it does sound like Dupree has motion and feeling in his extremities, so that's great news. Uh, definitely don't want to see anyone get hurt at all, and especially like that. So yeah, we really uh, hope he's news. okay. That was, I mean, like he was down on the ground yeah. for a very long that time. Was, so that was very scary. But it was a legal hit, Brandon. Like it really was Def- a very like totally legal. And yeah, he had another one later. Not he too hit him long in like the stomach almost more. It was great, yeah. like the chest, really. That's something Sullivan, like that's what he was known for. If you look at his college tape, I know a lot of people probably haven't seen it because it's Division Two Shepherd football. <laughs> yeah. But if you look at it online, like that's what he's known for. So for him to do that, I don't think he's playing into the roster at all, but I do think that's a guy you might want to keep on the practice squad. Yeah, for sure, and that's again when you're when you're playing, you know, numbers game and everything else that's happening through there. But yeah, a guy like that, I mean, can you imagine him as a gunner on special teams and he just does that Ooh. every time? Whoo, my goodness! So that would be yeah. Him that, on one side, Hall of Famer Matt Collins on the other. That's right, yes. and then you have the crazy eyes of freaking Joe Walker just right down the middle, and that's that's a pretty that's a pretty good special teams unit, gang. I'm gonna. I'm going to say that for sure. Hey, if you guys have any questions, by the way, either on Twitter, you can always hit us up at BGN underscore radio. And, of course, uh, as we do all things or most of the things live either on Mixler or on Facebook here, uh, we'll definitely take your questions as well. So people in the Facebook chat room, please fire away. Here's our first one. Do you think that Smallwood can be a lead back this year? Um, no. And I, no, I, I, still, I still don't think so either. I do think, however – just he will continue to probably be the most effective out of these guys. Um, I think that it is, again, it comes back down to what we were saying a little earlier where it's LeGarrette Blunt is, is literally there to get you first downs and close touchdowns. I think that's that's kind of what we uh, got a, a little bit of a glimpse of tonight, but I definitely think that Smallwood would be that other hot hand to go around with uh, with Darren Sproles and the like there, BLG. Are you, uh, you on board with, with that theory? In Dave Spadaro's column for Bleeding Green Nation last week, he had predicted that Wendell Smallwood would lead this team in rushing, while he also predicted Blunt would lead the team in rushing touchdowns. So I thought that was kind of a bold prediction at the time. I also don't think it's actually that unreasonable when you think about it. I do think, you know, Pumphrey's not going to be the guy. I don't think he's there, especially as a rusher yet. Um, I don't think Corey Clement's going to make the team. Mm -hmm. Darren Sproles isn't going to lead the team in rushing. And so it's really between him and Blunt, and I don't know if Blunt's really going to get. He'll, I think Blunt will get the bulk, but I, I don't know if he's going to be the lead guy in terms of rushing yards. The big concern with Smallwood to me at this point, 
I mean, I don't think he's the most talented player. I don't think he's a bad player at all. I kind of think he's just a, an effective starting running back, you know, a, a guy who can be that guy. The only thing is the injuries, man. Like, he, he had this issue last year where he missed a good portion of the preseason in training camp, and then he got hurt late in the year. And now he's been ho- healthy for most of camp, which is nice. But this week on Monday, as of Monday, he didn't practice. He's had a hamstring, and now he's missing time in the first preseason game, that's been a big issue for him, to just being able to be durable. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a thing to watch just even beyond the talent. It's just his ability to stay on the field. And, James, we kind of touched on this earlier. This is coming from Uncle Drew at the Smoking Jay, which is always fantastic to see, uh, referring to Jay Cutler and his smoking of Marlboro Red 100s. Are you guys surprised that Aguilar came down to earth once he actually put pads on and played in a real game? And I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that uh, that James will have a quality answer for this one. Or maybe he'll disappear from the broadcast altogether. I have no idea what just happened there. But- Here I am. I said I absolutely do. Oh, okay. There a, you go. A terrific answer. Uh, <laughs> but uh, oh, I went smoking Jay another way, as in like you know, smoking Jay, <laughs> smoking dubs. Uh, yeah, smoking dubs. What? What am I, a sixty-year-old uh, father? Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> uh, but son. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I mean, no, I, I, I wasn't surprised because Nelson Aguilar, like we, we said it before, we he said is what like, he is. I, I need to see him do it in a game that matters. And you know, again, he showed a lot of the problems that we saw last season. So uh, practice means nothing to me. Like I need to see him do it in a game, and I need to see it in a, even in a preseason game, and then a real game to actually believe anything. Because I mean, look, we've seen him do good things in the preseason. That right. play that he. The Mark Sanchez throw that he, you know, hauls in and does that sweet little spin move and busts <laughs> away. Like, that was awesome. We're like, yeah. I replay it. I replay it in my uh, dreams every night, James. I replay it yes, every single night yes, in my head. Yes. Yeah, and, exactly. And you know what? I, I, you know, so I, I need to see something more. Uh, do you think that Dane Evans will beat out McGloin? Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, that's that's not even – that wasn't even – the the competition was over once they go, hey, Devin, Dane Evans, you want a three-year deal? Okay, great. And then that's what happened because they never really released McGloin's uh, contract details that were happening through there. So I don't I don't think there's any way – and not let, like – listen, Dane Evans is not um, uh, spectacular at, at all. I mean, the, you try and turn on his Tulsa tape and not it's, – uh, it's really bad. But for no – G.J. Kenny. He's no G.J. Kenny, and bring him back. Nobody is. Speaking, yeah, speaking of that, I mean, go go grab him out of SMU and can pull him out of retirement. Because, God damn it, we want to throw him a party, and he's not, you know. <laughs> let's, let's go, G.J. Let's get on the ball here. We got lots of events uh, during the season. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's funny. I mean, Dan Evans' ball is nice. Like, it's you can tell that he can actually throw it outside of that. There's a there's a long way to go with him, but uh, I'm I'm yeah. Once it's it's really funny to me, uh, BLG, that once people got a taste of Matt McGloin, everybody was like, okay, I'm ready for Nick Foles. I can't wait to see Nick Foles, the one guy that can make Nick Foles look really good. Matt McGloin, there, sir. I did see a lot of people asking me about Nick Foles before this game even started, so. The excitement is there to see Mr. Backpedaler himself. Uh, I uh-huh. think Nick Foles, that's how he's going to get home tonight. He's just going to backpedal <laughs> all the way from Green Bay to back to Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, the quarterback situation, I do think Dane Evans will beat out Matt McGloin in the sense that the Eagles will only keep two quarterbacks on the roster. Mm-hmm. It'll be assuming, well, I, this is an assumption that Foles gets healthy here. You know, this if Foles isn't, you know, if this elbow thing doesn't get better soon, that's kind of where it gets interesting. Like, you might have to keep McGloin even though he sucks because, like, Foles isn't healthy. Like, you have to do something or you keep Evans. You have to do – you can't just, you know, keep an injured quarterback behind Wentz because uh, at that point I guess you're putting Greg Ward in to play emergency quarterback or Trey Burton. Not but a bad idea. Think, not a bad idea, Greg Ward. Maybe not, though. I, I think it would be fun to see, but yeah. also probably not good for the team. But uh, I, So I think Evans is your practice squad. It's the same thing that they did last year in the sense that – Last year it was Wentz and Chase Daniel on the roster. This year it'll probably be Wentz and Nick Foles. And then they had Aaron Murray on the practice squad. He's not here to be like even a real developmental guy. He's just there just to take the extra reps in practice. Or if one of the guys can't practice, they'll at least have some kind of backup guy. It's really nothing more than that. Yeah, and you mentioned Greg Ward. He kind of had an oopsie daisy after the Packers punter freaking punted it a mile unexpectedly and uh, and muffed the punt as well. And didn't see it. Still t- recovered it somehow. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how that happened. Uh, and that's why Mike Miller's question is is really relevant here, James. What about the special teams? Yeah, it was 
was kind of up and down. I mean, you had Katie hit Sturgis miss a field goal. Uh, they allowed a punt return for a touchdown. Not not great tonight, Bob. You know, it's just kind of it wasn't uh, wasn't great. I'm sure Dave Fipp is going to make them uh, run extra hard on Saturday. Yeah, they were awful tonight. I think you could certainly say they were uh, the worst phase of the game of the three phases, but. Uh, again, you know, preseason, 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 but yeah. this, um, th- more than that, uh, you know, th- Dave Phipps units have been so good over the last few years that I'm absolutely, yeah, freezing. I'm absolutely not going to freak out after one preseason game. Yeah. The refs were terrible on those missed back on the block calls. There was at least, I think there was at least two on that Chris or on the, the first. Oh yeah, you're right. Touchdown. You're right. I it was so obvious too. It was like, it was like literally right by the punt return. I was like, are you kidding me? Like we're <laughs> not doing like, it was really bad. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, so hopefully uh, Dave Fipp and the boys can get it together along with us. Uh, I mean, Stoutland's going to have a hell of a week, too. I, I can't wait to hear how many times he yells juice down at practice next week and just kind of gets these guys going here because it's uh, it, it, fe- it felt like a long way to go with the offensive line. But, you know, hey, it could just be uh, those those first game jitters. And honestly, you don't have Brandon Brooks in there. And again, there's new there's a there's a new piece with Isaac Samalu and all that stuff, which uh, oddly enough, uh, I didn't really see. Mistakes from him. I didn't see his name called, which is probably a good thing. Uh, so we'll have to pay more attention to that. But I think we'll wrap things up uh, for tonight. And if you're listening on the podcast, once again, uh, this has been brought to you by our good friends over at Clip It. It is the hottest app that is out there. They are back with us this season, and it is live television in the palm of your hand. 30-second HD clips you can make on this thing from live TV, from what you're watching now to past, uh, you know, two hours before then. So it's great for college football. They have a ton of different networks. They have entertainment, sports, news, all that stuff that's right on through there. If you're a blogger, it's great to enhance your posts. It's great to do all that different stuff. And uh, it's in the Apple's and the uh, Android store on Google Play there. So it's Clip It at Clip It TV and Clip It TV for more information on that. James, your final thoughts from tonight, my friend. Yeah, I'm just going to spend the rest of the night uh, sleeping soon, but really trying to figure out whether Wentz slots in uh, you know, between Tom Brady and Joe Montana or between Joe Montana and and Aaron Rodgers or John Elway, you know, my greatest quarterbacks of all time list. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to figure it out. Uh, BLG, your final thoughts there, pal. Wentz looks awesome. But the most important thing from these preseason games is no one gets hurt. I don't think there were any major injuries. I know Big V. Big v yeah, we're trying to get an update on that, but not, nothing but, uh, right now. Les Bowen had said that his understanding is the Vitae knee injury is not serious. Okay, and good. Big V didn't get carted off. He walked back to the locker room, so that's a pretty good sign. You know, if he's getting taken off in the cart, it's a different story. So it looks like the Eagles didn't have any kind of anything too major. That's the most important thing. Absolutely, and I got to just tell you and reiterate this, and I'm going to continue to do so every single week as long as Carson Wentz is doing his thing. Draft Twitter, you better get your fucking tweets deleted. You better better run for the hills, man, because if he looks like that for six weeks, the first six weeks of the season, it's going to be very bad for your timeline. I'm very excited for Carson Wentz's first debut in his second year. And look, I know it's just one preseason game and really just a, a, a blanket statement once again from all of it. And listen, listen, I, I saw this a, a lot tonight. Sports are supposed to be fun, right? They're fun. People are taking it way too seriously a lot of the time. People are, are complaining about, oh, Derek Burnett's only going up in second and third stringers. Well, again, if he was getting stoned by those guys, you'd be killing him and the Eagles suck and, and whatever. Look, if things are good, things are good. Enjoy them because who knows when we get to enjoy things again. Always, always, always have fun and don't kill people for pointing out that people are doing the wrong things too. Let's all just have a grand old time. It's going to be a great season, and uh, the Eagles kicked it off in a sloppy but fun fashion, and I hope you guys had a lot of fun watching it too. This has been BGN Radio right here on Bleeding Green Nation and BGNRadio.com. We'll see you guys. 